Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi YouTube, it's Joshua Miles and welcome back to my channel. Today's video marks one of the first videos in my Summer of True Crime collab series. If you don't know what my Summer of True Crime collab series is, it's basically a massive summer of true crime collabs that's taking place across a whole- We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs... Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. A bunch of True Crime Curious's YouTube channels. There's a link in my description to the playlist where you can binge watch the entire series and that's going to be constantly updated with all the videos as they come out. Also in my description you can find links to everybody's channels that is taking part so far announced in the Summer of True Crime collabs. I do urge you to go check them all out because they are all really cool, really fresh love them all the most. So today's video is actually a collaboration with Caitlin Rose. Now if you don't know who Caitlin Rose is, her link is at the top of the description. And she is a really really good British true crime YouTuber here on obviously YouTube. So you can find the sister video to this video over on her channel which should be live at the exact same time this video goes live. So once you finish watching this video, hop on over to Caitlin's channel so you can make sure to watch that case too. I'd just like to point out this video has not been made to cause disrespect or anything like that is just being made to spread awareness about this case by compiling information from various different public sources on the internet. Now with all that being said, let's delve right into this case. On Tuesday the 27th of May 1997, students in Kobe, Japan woke up just like they did on every other Tuesday that came before it. They got out of bed, ate breakfast, got dressed, and then left for Tenohata Elementary School. The students met up with their friends on the walk to school, where they happily gossiped about the day that they had ahead of them. That was until they got to the front gates and the students at the Tenohata Elementary School would see something that they would never forget. Something that would haunt them for the rest 
of their lives. This is the curious case of Kobe's boy A. Students were confronted with the sight of several police cars, with police officers and forensic examiners surveying the scene at the front gates of the school. Behind the officers was a friend of the students. His name was Jun Hayes, I believe is how you pronounce it. And he was a 10 or 11 year old special education student at the school. Or at least what was behind the officers was what was left of Jun Hayes. On the floor, just in front of the school gates, laid Jun Hayes' decapitated head with a note stuffed in his mouth. The notes read, This is the beginning of the game. Try to stop me if you can, you stupid police. I desperately want to see people die. It is a thrill for me to commit murder. A bloody judgment is needed for my years of great bitterness. The entire note was in Japanese, except for one bit, which was actually in broken English. And this read, Soul Killer. The note was also signed off with a cross-like symbol, which was noted by the investigating officers to be a symbol similar to that which the Zodiac Killer used. Similar symbols were also found painted and graffitied near the school. On Friday the 6th of June, 19. 97, a letter was delivered to the offices of a local newspaper called the Kobe Shinbun. When an employee at the newspaper opened the letter, which had been mailed in a simple brown envelope with no return address, they pretty much immediately realised who it had been from on account of the fact that it had been signed off using the same Zodiac Killer-like symbol that had been found at the crime scene, and so they signed it off immediately and pretty much rang the police to report what had been sent to them. In the letter, the writer claimed full responsibility for the murder and decapitation of Yun Hayes, as well as threatening future murders and attacks that would soon follow. The letter was three pages long, written in red ink, and was signed off using the same Zodiac Killer-like symbol, as well as a six-character name. The name, which was pronounced Sakaki Bara Saito, used Japanese characters that also had double meanings of alcohol, devil, a rose, a saint, and fight. And these same characters had also been found on the note found in Jun Hayes's mouth. And because this detail hadn't actually been released to the public, the police were able to use this knowledge as a means of confirming that the person who had written the letter had also been the one to carry out the murders. The second letter read, Now it's the beginning of a game. I am putting my life at stake for the sake of this game. If I'm caught, I'll probably be hanged. Police should be angrier and more tenacious in pursuing me. It's only when I kill that I am liberated from the constant hatred that I suffer and that I am able to attain peace. It is only when I give pain to people that I can ease my own pain. Interesting to note that amongst the panic caused by the second letter that was received, the Japanese media and press actually mispronounced the killer's name as Onibara, which means Demon's Rose. However, the killer was very quick to correct them for mispronouncing his name, and so he sent another letter to a local TV station. And this letter read, From now on, if you misread my name or spoil my mood, I will kill three vegetables a week. If you think I can only kill children, you are greatly mistaken. The term vegetables in this letter is thought to be in reference to either adults or just people with special needs. On Saturday the 28th of June 1997, in a very unexpected turn of events, the Japanese police arrested a 14-year-old junior high student, a neighbour of this student and an acquaintance of June Hass. The arrest of such a young boy in connection to the brutal murder stunned the public, as most of them were expecting the prime suspect to be at least an adult or an 
adult male just due to the brutality of the crimes. Due to Japanese privacy laws and due to the fact that the boy was a minor, the police referred to the 14-year-old as Boy A. All the police would tell the press about Boy A was that he was from the western city of Kobe, which is where Jun's head was found. Boy A wasn't in custody for very long before he actually made a confession that the police were not expecting. Boy A confessed to the murder of 10-year-old Ayaka Yamashita. Ayaka Yamashita had been beaten to death on March the 16th of that same year using a blunt object. No note was left with Ayaka's body and police were left with next to no leads to work on in relation to her case and the investigation following. Boy A then went on to further confess to assaulting three other girls around the same time. When the police checked their records, they found in fact that three other girls had been assaulted around this same time and had reported it to police, but as with Ayaka's case, they had very little to go on. Immediately, the investigators searched Boy A's house and came across his private diary. Upon reading the diary, an entry that had been placed into the diary of the March the 16th of 1997 cooperated Boy A's confession in vivid detail. So this entry read, I carried out sacred experiments today to confirm how fragile human beings are. I brought the hammer down when the girl turned to face me. I think I hit her a few times, but I was too excited to remember. In an entry written a week later on the 23rd of March, Boy A wrote, This morning my mum told me, poor girl, the girl who was attacked seems to have died and there is no sign of me being caught. Further search of Boy A's room found thousands of copies of adult videos and anime, which actually prompted politicians at the time to introduce these tight restrictions on these sort of materials. Not a lot is known about the trial of Boy A or even his ultimate sentencing. However, what is known is that at that time, the age in which you are deemed criminally responsible in terms of Japanese laws is actually 16 years old. And this likely meant that Boy A received a very light juvenile prison sentence. In the year 2000, the age for criminal responsibility was actually lowered from 16 to 14. And it's thought that this case was actually the catalyst for such a drastic change. Just seven years after his arrest, however, on Thursday the 11th of March 2004, in an unprecedented act, the Japanese Ministry of Justice announced that Boy A, who at this point was 21 years old, was to be released on parole. And this would then be followed up with a full release on the date of the 1st of January 2005. So, in summary, a boy who attacked three children, beat a 10-year-old to death with a hammer, and then brutally murdered and decapitated an 11-year-old, spent only seven years total in prison for these crimes. And then, eight years after these attacks, Boy A was fully released from prison and left to live completely unsupervised. Boye moved twice in quick succession before disappearing with his parents not actually knowing where he is to this day. To this day, the true identity of Boy A has remained a secret officially. He could be anybody. And he could be anywhere. However, public speculation about the identity of Boy A actually revealed his name to be Shinoshiru Azuma. In June of 2015, Boy A, who at this point would have been 32 years old, actually released an autobiography that expressed his remorse for his crimes, but also recounted the crimes in vivid graphic detail. Morbidly, this book actually reached the top of the Japanese best-selling book list. 
released. And that happened almost immediately after the book was published. Then, in a very, very weird turn of events, just a few months later, Boy A actually set up a personal website. And this website seems to be some kind of a vanity website. There are photoshopped pictures of a nude male, which many people actually believe to be Boy A. Feel free to venture onto this website if you so dare. There's not very much hidden on it, but it is very strange and actually gives me goosebumps to go on it knowing what Boy A did. And that is everything that we have for you today in this case. Thank you so much for watching this episode, the first episode in the Summer of True Crime Collapse. If you want any more detail about what this Summer of True Crime is, head down to my description so that you can read more and see all the channels that are taking part. Also, don't forget to jump over to Caitlin Rose's channel right after this video ends so you can watch the video that we did on her channel as part of this Summer of True Crime. Don't forget to like this video if you found it interesting leave a comment down below telling me what you thought about this case i think this case is so disturbing that boyer is out now and he's released his vanity website and his autobiography which by the way i haven't read the autobiography uh because you'd have to pay for it and i didn't want to put money in the pocket of somebody who did what he did. Um, I'm not entirely sure what his reasonings were. I still don't really know what his re reasonings were. And there's a lot of speculation that what he wrote in the autobiography is actually falsified and is just him, I don't know, trying to make a quick book. Now, if you ask me personally, I think my opinion on this case would probably be um, very similar to a lot of your guys's. I just think this entire thing is absolutely shocking and brutal and crazy how such brutal attacks and crimes could be carried out and yet so little, uh, just, yeah, so little came about from it. There wasn't much punishment whatsoever. It just seems so unfair that these poor people, these poor children either suffered for the rest of their lives because of a brutal attack or, or didn't get to live out the rest of their lives because of one person who ultimately made money and fame off of the stories. I just think it's absolutely crazy and a lot more should have been done. And also, don't forget to subscribe and hit that bell icon so you can be notified every single time that I post a video. And with all that being said, I will see you in the next case. on YouTube. Ow! Subscribe to Joshua Miles, number one crime channel on YouTube. Ow! 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 Subscribe to Joshua Miles, number one crime channel on YouTube. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. 
That's Nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's K-N-I-X dot com.